Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the St. Andrew's Podcast. I'm so glad that you have joined us for another episode of Add to Your Faith. Uh, This has been a fun series that we have been a part of and uh, hard to believe that we are in Holy Week. It is Good Friday. I hope you have been able to uh, reflect today on what God has done for you. And uh, we're getting ready for our Good Friday service this evening and just a great time to be in Holy Week. But I am here in studio with my good friend, Pastor D.A. Bennett. What's happening in your world this day? Is this the greatest week all year or what? I I love Holy Week. I mean, it is busy. It is exhausting. It is invigorating. It is special. Holy. You know, and and I absolutely love it. I love the uh, people that came and experienced the drive-through communion again. I know that's not the normal thing, but uh, it helps you see how much people want to have that experience that Jesus said, I want you to eat this bread. I want you to drink this cup as often as you may. And so that's exciting and looking forward to tonight's service and what we're doing, but especially Saturday and Sunday services. In fact, uh, people need to know that uh, I was actually scheduled today to get my yes. second COVID shot. You were, yes, and, and wisely <laughs> and you postponed I just thought, it. <laughs> if, if I am going to have side effects, yes. this is not the day to get this Not the shot. weekend. Nope, so not I, the I've weekend actually that. postponed that. Uh, yes. But so, so excited about Holy Weekend. Yeah. Just just walking that journey. I'm, you know, honestly, selfishly, I'm glad Good Friday's only a one day thing, right? Uh, because it is such a, a different day in our it experience, is. and it's a day we need to remember, and yes. it's not an easy day. So I'm glad it's just one day. But Easter is a season. Yes. Oh, <laughs> me too. I am so thankful for that. And you know, it's been so much fun to to have this sermon series to look at these different things that we've been called to add to our faith. And so just as a recap, we talked the first week about adding moral excellence to our faith. And I I love this um, phrase that we use because it's so important for us to really have moral excellence as our standard. I think that's fantastic. Then we add knowledge of God to our faith, that type of intimacy with him where we truly know him. We don't just know about him, but we know him. And then we add self-control, which like we've talked about before is a little different than self-discipline, but I am still walking by that candy dish every day. Did you notice multiple that it's going today. down? Yes, and, down and everybody and down. needs to know I'm not the one eating it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Although, just just today, I had lunch and I thought, you know, I could use something sweet for dessert, but I knew it'd break my streak. And right. I, I wanted to stay on the wagon. You're just, <laughs> good for you. Way to use self control. That's exactly right. Well, and it's pretty funny too because uh, with my change of office now, I got a bigger candy dish and. It just still keeps going. Well, it's, down it, and it's down in and down. public. I mean, I know, it, right? people used to have to come into your uh-huh. office, but now, now they don't even have to no. come in. That's exactly right. But then we also talked about the importance of adding patient endurance or perseverance to our faith that we are not going to give up because that's not who God is. He does not give up on us. 
and he gives us the strength to not give up as well. And right. then uh, last week we talked about adding godliness to our faith and what it looks like to look like God by honoring him, uh, by submitting to his authority, and by obeying him and the will of who he is. So anyway, this has just been a really good one. Tell us a little bit about what we're talking about today. Well, just following that Peter in uh, Peter, following that scripture in Second Peter yeah. chapter 1, it, it says, you know, and add to godliness, mm-hmm. the, the NLT that I've been reading mm-hmm. says brotherly affection. Other yeah. translations, there are some that say uh, kindness. There's mm-hmm. one version, I think it's a Christian English version, that says uh, to be nice to each other, be right. encourage each other. Yeah, okay. but, but the phrase that I really like, that I, I believe captures the essence of what is meant, mm-hmm. is add to godliness mutual affection. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's not just about... Well, there's just so much about that. It's, it's not just about what I receive, but it's also uh-huh. what I have to give. That's what I like about the word mutual. Yes. Uh, is when we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just about what I get. Right. It's about what I give. And yes. so uh, just reading through and studying a lot of this, it seemed like everybody was kind of hitting around the same idea. Mm-hmm. But mutual affection is not love. Mm-hmm. That's not what it means. The, the word in there is not, you know, phileia, brotherly love. Right, right. It's, it's a different word that's usually translated kindness. Yeah. Uh, but mutual affection talks about the way we relate to each other within mm. the body of Christ. Now, this yeah. this letter that Peter is writing to early Christians, it's not written to non-Christians. Right. He's not saying, be nice to everybody. Right. <laughs> what, <laughs> True. What, what he is saying is, add to your faith. Yes. So you can't do this unless you already have faith in right. Christ right. And, and you're adding you know, uh, moral mm-hmm. excellence and knowledge and self-control. Yeah. And now he's saying, add mutual affection. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really like about this is um, it, it, it's got a community kind of feel to right. it. So I, I'm going to yeah. get carried away and oh, you're, you you're not going to get <laughs> say a word. Do, do you want me to keep going? Keep do you, going. Okay. Keep going. So uh, the, the first thing that I think we know and realize, but it's mm-hmm. never... There's never a bad time to review the basic foundations of things we believe. Right. When we talk about mutual affection as a way we relate to each other in the body of Christ, the thing that we have to know is we are not meant to be Christians by ourselves. And, right. and we, I, I'm sure we talk about this in sermons and in Bible studies, and we yeah. probably talked about it in the podcast before, is having a personal relationship with Christ is not having a private relationship right. with Christ. Right. Whenever people say, well, I don't talk about my faith, it's like, so... You're missing the whole point. You're you're starting mm-hmm. to have, to go back to last week, a form of godliness, right. but you're really missing some of the power of yes. the Holy Spirit that, that comes whenever we are together and whenever we're encouraging each other yep. and helping each other and, you know, sometimes exhorting each other right. to, to do things. I just, yeah. ah, preach, mutual preach. affection. This is right. awesome. Okay, I'll be yeah. quiet so you can jump in here <laughs> and say something. If not, I'm going to go on right, to the next point. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I love this idea about um, not being Christians alone. You know, I've watched I've watched people try to do that over the years. It doesn't work. Not one time. Not one time has it ever worked. It just doesn't. And so I feel like don't don't fall into the trap if you're listening today of thinking you're going to be the one person that it works for because it's not going to work. Right. You can't be a Christian by yourself. Now, does that mean you can't believe in Jesus if you were the only person on earth? 
Yes, you could do that. But we're not designed to be Christians alone. God created male and female in the garden so that we could be together. He created us so we could be in communion with him. Right. There's never an aloneness in anything that God does. And so I think it's important for us to realize that you can't be a Christian by yourself. And I also... Um, I love the idea that, like you were saying, that it's mutual affection. Because when I think about, when I think about the community of faith, uh-huh. and, and I've been a part, just like you have, of a lot of different communities right. of faith over the years. Right. And one thing that is often prevailing is that um, you're speaking softly. I can tell I you're going to tread on some. Uh, I'm going to tread on little some, rough of water. Right. Exactly. Here. Exactly. I had to tread lightly, but uh, if anybody else is, that's listening has been a part of a church ever, you know that uh, sometimes people are just mean. Sometimes yeah. Christians are mean, and uh, if we were to follow this this uh, suggestion from Peter to add mutual affection to our faith, we would save ourselves a whole lot of heartache. You know, it's so interesting is. I was thinking about the church of my youth uh-huh. when I was writing the sermon, and I don't go anywhere near it. But yes. one of the things I have always said about that church, and I love that church, I love those people. Yeah. I have always said that was a church that never had a fight that it couldn't love. Yeah, oh, I mean, you yes, know, because right. there was a great deal of fighting in that church, and it may have existed for a while, but that church is no longer uh-huh. in existence today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you're so right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and we've got to get to this place where. Having faith in Jesus is not mm-hmm. enough for how we ought to live. It's yes. enough for our salvation. Yes. But we need to add mutual affection. Mm-hmm. The early Methodists, when they gathered and they, they had their smaller gatherings of, you know, we might call them Sunday school classes yeah. or even a small church. Yeah. Um, John Wesley said these are gatherings of like-minded people. And one of the definitions I read describing this mutual affection Mm -hmm. said, these are the people we gather with that think like us. (laughs) Now, to this end, that's helpful in some ways. But in other ways, it's it's limiting because we can become our own experts and have the mutual Mm -hmm. admiration society. (laughs) And and no, we're not supposed to have the mutual admiration society. Uh We're supposed to have mutual affection for people even when we sometimes disagree with. So true. And and so one of the things that I thought was very important about um, understanding mutual affection, you and I both, we, we preach, we teach, we try to model. Yeah. We're, we're always trying to help people understand. Yeah. You have to have that personal daily yes. quiet time. Yes. You know, for me, it's, it's getting in the office on a work day and reading the Bible and yeah. having time in prayer before I do anything else. Yes. For you, it's reading your chapter mm-hmm. of scripture every night mm-hmm. before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Of course, public worship and service and those other things are part of it. But we right. always talk about how we as individuals have to invest yeah. in the discipleship process. Yes. So discipleship is something that we can work on by ourselves, Mm -hmm. but I would suggest that when we're trying to supplement our faith, Uh uh, discipleship matures through our mutual affection, through our uh, relationships with other people. I've always said the people that I know that are good friends of mine that are not believers in Christ Mm -hmm. make me a better preacher because I can't get away with Christian jargon. I can't get, I I really have to think about what I'm saying and what Mm -hmm. the implications of that are. Yes. Um, and one of the, I, in the, uh, <laughs> in the sermon, I'm an athletic guy, so I always think of sports well, illustrations yeah, sure. before anything else, but it, it, to help our listeners understand, here's what we mean by discipleship is something you can work on by yourself, but it matures in uh, community. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you play a little keyboard. Right. I know sometimes your private worship, mm -hmm. that's where you find strength. That's where you yeah. feel connected to God. Sit down, play a song, yep. sing. A powerful experience for you. Yes. How much more powerful yeah. to gather with the community of faith yeah. where it's not just a keyboard, yeah. but here's the guitars and mm -hmm. here's the drums and here's the bass yeah. and here's the other singers bringing harmony yeah. to this praise and here are all the people surrendering to God. Yes. It, it, you know, you do your part to grow, yeah. but it matures through that so shared true. experience. So, so true. I remember uh, years ago when I was in... Uh, high school and I uh, had I'd been singing for a long time even at that point but they, we would sing a lot with accompaniment tracks yes the good old days of accompaniment tracks. actually before you came before we made some changes in worship mm -hmm. every Sunday we had a solo during the offering with an accompaniment track with the track whenever we would have a seasonal choir accompaniment track oh yes exactly exactly because you know you can you can get all the strings and the everything in right. there that you can't always get but I do remember I'm um, being in my room in Tulsa and, and um and I remember praying to God and I said you know I love to sing but if you could ever let me be a part of of a band mm -hmm. I would love that because I want to worship with other people not just have it be a solo kind of thing and it was interesting as I look back on my life because it was then at that point that I joined uh, a, a youth band that my future husband was actually leading at the time and we got to start a service together where people came and worshiped and then you know the church that I was at prior to being here I was able to lead a, a contemporary band for about 10 years or whatever it was. And so just thinking about that, if I would have just been singing with accompaniment tracks for the last 25 years, uh, I don't think I would have grown as a singer very much. But being in relationship with the people in the band and then leading worship with people who were offering their gifts in service to Christ, completely different experience than doing it solo. And that really is true when, when you're thinking about your relationship with Christ. Yes, you can you can develop your relationship with him, but it, it will be so much more enriching if you do it in community. We talked about earlier this year how some people are uh, cut out of the fabric of acts of service right. and you and I are cut out of the acts of piety. Yeah. It, it really does help my discipleship when I am a part of a community of faith where some people are like, you know, we need to be out there serving, <laughs> yes. you know, people. Yeah. You know, this is how we witness to our faith. Right. And I agree with that 100%. It's just not my yeah. default way of thinking about right. it, but that's how they help me mature Definitely. as a person of faith because uh, in our, our current climate of ministry, that's one of the things that you are actively engaged mm -hmm. in is with our students who really want to be engaged in mission, what are some things we can do? Right. Everything seemed to shut down in the pandemic, but they want to serve and there yeah. are people that need served. Yes. How do we do that? Yes. And um, my hunch is they, they may not be able to... Uh, accurately understand it. You know, that prefrontal cortex not fully developed <laughs> right. that we talked about last week. That's exactly. Not, you know, wait till you're 25 and then right. you pass go and collect $200. <laughs> right. But, but they're, they're not going to forget when they are adults in whatever church they are part of. It's not just coming about singing songs and right. hearing a sermon. We, we get, we've got to get out there. We've and got to we, serve the we community. We need to serve the, the mm -hmm. poor and we need to engage people who need help in life. And right, so, exactly. Um, while discipleship is something we work on by ourselves, it matures in community, and we yeah. learn to truly have affection. I truly do have affection for people 
that are cut out of that other fabric. Yes, because me too. It, it somehow makes me more mature yes. as a follower of Christ. And, yes. and the, one of the big challenges that we have right now at St. Andrews, and I don't think it's unique to us, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's certainly a real part, is when we talk about community and the need to have this mutual affection and relationship, mm-hmm. the whole growth of online worship and yes. online community is something that that we're trying to do better at. And so if you're listening to our podcast and you've never been to our church, or if you watch our live stream and you've never been to our church, I want you to understand we believe you're a part of our community of faith. Sometimes we just need help knowing who you are. Right. And that's why we encourage people, hey, make a comment on the yeah. sermon. You know, give us an emoji. Yeah, right. <laughs> give us exactly. something. You know, check in. Just let us know you're yes. there. Or even with the podcast, we, we want to do a good job of scratching your discipleship itch. Right. And so let us know. Give us a call. You know, go to our website, saokc.org, mm-hmm. and let us know, hey, here's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we have our, our good friend, my uh, good friend Shelly from yes. Tulsa. She checks in with us. She's a part oh, of our so community. Great. She's what you know. It's what's going on. Yeah. Because uh, she can work on her own discipleship, but it's going to mature and grow stronger. Right. Through community. Through community. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about mutual affection. Yes. It's got to be genuine. Yes. We we live in a world where above all things, people want they want authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fraudulent faith, not a imitation faith, mm-hmm. but truly a genuine yeah. faith. And mutual affection, if it is not genuine, mm-hmm. will drive people away. I'm, I'm convinced it yeah. will drive people away from a community of faith. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that uh, allows true Christians to stand out from the rest of the world as we are, truly are called and set apart one of the ways that we are set apart is that in a world where so many things are fake, we are called to be true. And I think that's really important. I, I think, too, about the fact that um, genuine mutual affection doesn't always mean that you feel like showing it. <laughs> Cause I Say th- more about this. <laughs> well, I think that sometimes uh, we think that in order for uh, us to care about other people, that we have to feel like doing it. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget, I mean, one of the things that my parents really instilled in us as children was, um, you need to do the right thing even when you don't feel like it. And you don't have to wait till you feel like it to do it. And that was one of the things they would always tell us about forgiveness, is that forgiveness is a choice. You don't always wait till you feel like forgiving. You choose to forgive. And I think mutual affection is kind of the same thing because I think once you actually begin to show mutual affection, even if it's to someone you don't feel great about, then you will actually begin to develop it because like we said last week, when we partake in these things, we partake in the divine nature of God, which means that he will supply the love and kindness for other people who aren't very lovable sometimes. And uh, if we will go ahead and make the choice to show mutual affection. What do you think? I, th- I think what you're saying is the form of godliness that is filled yes. with power. With power. It, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, reject it. It is filled with it mm-hmm. because you're sitting there saying, you know, with, with the love and forgiveness and the kindness, like, and the, the patience, the gentleness, yeah. you know, all those fruit of the spirit yeah. that we read about in Galatians 5. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and that becomes evidence that our affection for each other is mutual, is mm-hmm. Uh, because we forgive each other, because we bear with mm-hmm. one another. Uh, and that's not always easy, but I think, again, this taps into part of what I think is important and why I love the word mutual mm-hmm. affection 
is mutual is not about receiving. It's about giving and receiving. Yes. So if, if I'm in community, mutual affection is not just that I will give you all my devotion and friendship and attention, right. uh, but I receive from you, even if we don't always get along, right. but, but we can give and receive this yeah. because we're part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. and, and we want to avoid the corruption of the world and we want to participate mm-hmm. in the, the nature of God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that just kind of dawned on me when I was reading about this is the, the vision of, of St. Andrews, mm-hmm. a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith mm-hmm. centered in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that vision statement actually taps in to the essence of mutual affection. Yes. That that we do love each other. Yes. That we do care for each other. Yes. That we do help each other to overcome as a giving and receiving. Mm-hmm. That when I'm down, mm-hmm. my community of faith helps pick me up. And when yeah. someone in my community of faith is down, I help pick them up. I just think that's really oh, yeah. a, a, a great part of what we do because it's not just about faith. No, right. It's, exactly. it's about supplementing our faith with other things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you have any closing thoughts today? Well, I, I just, I love your thought here about, about using the word uh, mutual and the giving and receiving. One of the things that reminds me of, of is what you have uh, put before us so much as a church. And that is that we're called to be producers right. and not consumers. And that's why I think it's important when we think about this idea of mutual and giving and receiving is that when we are a part of a community of faith, it's not just about what that community gives to us. And again, I mean, you and I have been a part of a lot of churches over the years. Some, some people fall under the assumption that the church is just supposed to serve me right. and then they get mad if the music's not what they like or the pastoral care is not what they like or, or whatever it might be. And that's not, that's not what church was designed to be. It was designed to be a community of faith where we show mutual affection to one another, where we are producing, not just consuming. And, and anyone is welcome to join the community. Of exactly. Faith. It's, it's not like, we care for each other. We don't care for other people. Right, no, exactly. we care for you. We would love to have you be yes. a part of what we do. And so we would true. love to join, be, have our ability to join together as a, on a spiritual journey where yeah. we help each other. Again, you know, some of the most helpful people to me in preaching is people that don't believe because I have to think, how do I say this simply? And how do I say mm-hmm. this without relying on a pat answer or some right. kind of Christian ease? Right. And uh, it's my affection for them that says, I want this message of to be so clear that you really understand this is good news. Yeah, yeah. This is good news. Oh, it's so, so, so true. Yeah. Well, friends, it is uh, Good Friday, and perhaps you're not even listening to this to mm-hmm. after our service, but let me go ahead and touch base on what our plans are for Easter Sunday. We are having four services this weekend. We will have two Saturday and two Sunday. On Saturday, the first service will be at 4 o'clock, and it is uh, a mask-required service. And then after that, we will fog the building. Our second service will be at six o'clock, but we are actually calling this a mask optional. We know some people will continue to wear the mask, but we know some people are fully vaccinated and they feel safe. And so uh, we we want to give them that option for Easter. Mm -hmm. Then on Sunday, we will have the 830 service. That will be traditional worship. We will have hymns in that service. Mm-hmm. And again, that is mask required. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at 1030, we will have our fourth service of the weekend. And it again is a mask optional service. One of the reasons we want to be clear is if you're still really wanting to keep safe and keep mm-hmm. distance from people, but you want to be in church on Easter, maybe the masked 
option mm-hmm. is better than the mask optional <laughs> right. uh, option for that. And again, so yeah. that's Saturday at four, mask required. Saturday at six, mask optional. Sunday eight thirty, mask required. Traditional music, and then Sunday ten thirty, not ten fifty as we've been having. Mm-hmm. Um, mask optional uh that is our easter service we may still have some more changes as we move post easter into how we do this but this is just for easter weekend mm-hmm. and friends we hope that uh we will be able to see you but if we're not uh because you're still wanting to stay safe we pray that your easter is glorious mm-hmm. jesus has risen from the dead so that we might die to sin and live for him and it just doesn't get any better than that so have a great day have a happy easter Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe that'll work for you. God bless.